Hey guys, I'm Travis James. I play College Kid in Cobra Kai. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion. Nice headbands, bro hams. back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion and I am Peter and today's interview is with Travis James. You guys may remember him from the basketball court scene where he plays college guy and calls Johnny Broham. Uh, this one was a really interesting interview. Uh, Travis shared, you know, his experience in theater. Um, he really likes musicals, which uh, I would really uh, much be interested in checking out some of his previous work. But yeah, he sings, dances, he says not so well, but you know, I uh, I, I want to see that and be the judge. But he also shares a very interesting story um, about having brain surgery. Um, so I'll let him tell uh, that one as well. But obviously he shares ex- his experience filming Cobra Kai. And this is our conversation. Hey, Peter. Hey, Travis. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you today? Uh, not too bad, man. Okay. Uh, I'm just kind of just kind of chilling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, Sunday your off day? It is. Yeah, at least for now it is. <laughs> um, you're in uh, you're in LA, right? No, actually, uh, I am on the West Coast. I'm I'm actually in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Wow. Nice, man. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Beautiful yeah, we're talking... green Pacific Northwest. Yeah, a few thousand miles between us. Here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're 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 in LA, no? Or... I, well, I'm I'm in Atlanta actually. Okay, that's um, that's what I thought. But I, I guess um, Portland to LA isn't even thousands of miles. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. What even is that? I don't. <laughs> uh, hundreds, um, hundreds of miles. I mean, uh, Disneyland is about fourteen hours, I believe, of driving. Oh wow, fourteen yeah. hours. Um, let's see. Flying would probably. To Disneyland from here, I, I would imagine maybe a couple hours, if that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we just went to um, Disneyland back in December, uh, the, uh, and that's when I got to go see um, uh, Hayden and John down at Sony. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so that was, I, I believe the flight was less than two hours. Not too bad. Nice, yeah, nice getting that in uh, right before Corona. <laughs> yeah, I know it, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, that, was, that was one of my, so that was December, so that was like... 2019 was pretty amazing for me, and that was like one yeah. of the last memories for me. Yeah, gee, yeah, because 2019 is when I saw you guys at Dragon Con. Yeah, that's right. You are probably, I feel like you're the first person I've spoken with since then that I have met in person. Okay, nice. Yeah, so there's <laughs> uh, there's still a few that um, that I need to speak with that was there, but also the others that were there, I had already spoken with them. You know, so okay. so this is interesting that yeah that that we can have that talk as well about the the Dragon Con, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah, and not yeah the lack of this year. <laughs> yeah, I know it. So, um, you know, I do know that you uh, take classes with Owen, and that's how you heard about the the meetup. Yes, yeah, yeah. So tell me how how that was brought up, and uh, and just a little bit uh, of the Dragon Con, maybe what you did before you came to the meetup. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, just go ahead and start into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll just jump in. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll give you some context. Um, so I've been I've been training with a guy named Zane Stevens, really, really awesome guy. He just actually um, shot a Hallmark movie in uh, Kansas City, which is, you know, filming anything right now is kind of either weird or unheard of. Um, but uh, so I've been training with him for like four and a half-ish years. Um, and uh, let me see. Yeah, so he and he has several classes and I've started helping him um, with a couple of classes with younger kids. And, you know, I've subbed for him here and there and stuff. We've just gotten really close. And um, I ended up um, working with Owen a bunch and actually Nate too. Nate came in uh maybe about a year or two ago um to that environment um started working with them did a did a couple of scenes with owen in a uh, in a showcase um so I, you know I, I knew him pretty well um up to that point up to you know up to dragon con um and i actually just ran into him at dragon con i had no idea he was going to be there um 
and uh, I mean, clearly, I you know, I was totally ready for Cobra Kai stuff being in my Spider-Man suit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, yeah, I, I ran into him, and then he said, he said, hey, you know, um, we're having a Cobra Kai meetup uh, down at this pub, and um, I said, wow, oh my gosh, I'm definitely going to be there. That's amazing because I had no idea. I mean, I knew that fandoms of everything would be there. I just uh, I didn't know that we were going to be able to coordinate something like that. Um, so yeah, he gave me a time and the, and the address and I just, uh, I swung by and, um, yeah. And it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see, you know, fans there to see, um, there were like several actors there. Geez. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Lewis, uh, Aaron Bradley Danger was there, Jeff Kaplan, a lot of the yeah. Cobras, um, Asher, Austin, you mentioned, uh, Nathan Owen, um, Gosh, who who else am I missing? You were there, yeah. We because we took a group photo and we were looking for you too. And I think by then you had already taken off. Yeah, probably. I um. Oh, Gianni is who who was oh, there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gianni. Was, a, okay, yeah. Really, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I got to talk to him a little bit. Yeah, and that was that was really cool. Super down to earth guy. He um, really is. You know, we um we try to still continue doing things with the, with the kids you know on the podcast on the on the youtube so not too long ago gianni and owen uh they came on our our channel and uh we did some improving and nice <laughs> and we did a, a a thing where what it could have looked like when owen and gianni were uh auditioning and so I'm like this this um, big shot, like Hollywood casting director, and they're reading all the lines from Cobra Kai, like as different characters. And, I, and, <laughs> yeah. and the idea was Gianni was supposed to be like doing a really good job and Owen wasn't, but I just really like Owen's reading. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I think I did I did see a snippet of that actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um with them reading together, yeah. Um, well, dang, yeah. Well, you know, I you know I had several auditions uh, before Broham. You know, I was reading for Aisha a bunch, but that didn't really work out that much. Really interesting. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually no. I mean, truth be told, yeah, I did. I did have a couple um, auditions. I um, I didn't really know anything about. It. Like, I, I saw the name, and I didn't. For some reason, I didn't put the. Um, I didn't connect the dots and think, oh, Cobra Kai, um, Karate Kid. It was sort of just like a title that was in a bunch of uh, working working titles that were casting in Atlanta. Um, and they, they shot me, you know, it was under like different um, uh, different casting directors had it going on and everything. And um, I read for, there were like a couple of waiters who ended up like, you know, their, their dialogue was cut in the first season. Uh, somebody, I want to say... And I can't remember the character's name, um, but I want to say it was one of the guys who runs with Robbie in the first season. Oh, no kidding. Um, okay. Maybe the, Cruz. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, but then, but yeah, I mean, but this this audition for Broham came along and um, I just kind of, um, it's not that I didn't care. I just kind of said, okay, I'm just going to relax and do this and, and, you know, whatever happens and uh um, and I, you know, it turned out to be a huge blessing and the experience was awesome. And, yeah. um, yeah. So it turned out to be a really cool thing. Well, uh, before we get, um, more into, you know, your experience, like filming that and, and, um, and all that, let, let's learn more about you as well. Uh, okay. Well, when, so I did, so I met you in person, you're six, four tall dude, right? I, I had no idea, but <laughs> if you watch your scene in Cobra Kai, you do kind of tower over Billy a little bit, um, I was I was really surprised to find out, you know, because uh, I, I try to do some research, right? Uh, I found out that you also sing and dance. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're into theater. Well, why don't you tell me, like, uh, kind of growing up, may, maybe uh, when when did you start getting into the, the theatrics? Yeah. So when I was about twelve, um, I did a musical, and uh, you know, fell in love with that um, that way of storytelling. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, from, and then from, yeah, so from about 12 to, oh, geez, maybe like 20, 24, somewhere in there, I, I did at least one stage production of something every year. Um, and so that just kind of became my entire life. And then I, uh, I went to, um, a school called AMDA in New York, uh, majored in musical theater. I was doing that. And then while I was doing that, I took a summer off and came back to Georgia, um, in between, you know, semesters. 
and uh, I saw what was happening here. And that was that was kind of when um, that was right after uh, I believe Hunger Games was filming here. Um, lots of things were really blowing up, and I just I just kind of thought, man, this is a really great time to try to come down here and, and get an agent for you know a Southeast agent. Um, and I think I just kind of hit a sweet spot. And uh, it's it's not that I left theater behind. Um, cause I, I do musical theater whenever I possibly can. Um, but since, yeah, since about 2014, I've really tried to capitalize on what I can here in the TV film market. Um, and it's been working out for me. So, but yeah, no, um, as far as musicals go and, and singing and all that stuff. Yeah, I, um, I did, I, I sang and I had to dance a lot, not the best dancer, but I, you know, <laughs> I, I got, I got there. Yeah. And I actually, um, for the past Oh, for the past four years, yeah, I've been uh, I've been a singer in a like a wedding reception band. So like they, you know, they do parties and weddings. Um, it's a three-hour show. It's kind of a you know full band. Um, it's kind of a really taxing thing, um, but it's really rewarding. You know, you get to travel a lot and do that. Um, haven't been able to do it really at all since Corona, but um, right. but that's yeah, that has become a you know a huge part of my life for the past few years. Um, so, you know, that on top of, um, on top of auditioning for TV and film, just kind of, uh, just kind of trying to live the dream, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now, do you, do you have any, like, uh, some musicals that you, what, what, what are some examples that, uh, of production that you would just love to be a part of? Cause you've done like Hairspray. Yes. Yeah. That's been Hairspray. adapted into a movie twice. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, Harvey Firestein and then the John Travolta. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, here, yeah, Hairspray's, you know, that's, that's like a classic answer to use. Um, but that's, um, that's probably one of my favorites. Uh, you know, and I, so I did that, oh geez, probably seven, seven-ish years ago. <laughs> um, and yeah, I did a production of that. That was really fun. Um, Les Mis is always great. Um, if you've got, you know, all the, all the right working pieces, um, Oh man, Sweeney Todd! I, oh, I was yeah. in a production of Sweeney Todd. Oh no kidding! And, uh, well, farther back than that, um, but um, so yeah, I just I kind of I feel old talking about how you know I did <laughs> <clears throat> I did these shows like eight nine years ago, um, but um, yeah, oh, you know, and there's a lot of great new stuff out because um, I when I lived in New York, I was able to um, I was able to find a way to go and watch things on Broadway for, you know, reduced student prices. And um, so I was, you know, I was there and I was, you know, seeing these plays with, you know, James Franco and Brian Cranston. Like, you know, I got to see them after the show and everything. And it was just amazing. And then, you know, as soon as I left, I just felt so disconnected and so out of the loop. Um, and there were all these great musicals. That was like right when Hamilton was premiering is when I left. Wow. Um, so I, so I just, I totally missed the Hamilton bus. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, Hamilton's amazing. I love that music. Um, so yeah, like I said, so many new things that, um, just, you know, have come out in the past few years that are totally awesome. Right. Uh, one of your earlier credits uh, was Vampire Academy. Uh, what, what can you tell me about your experience on that uh, on that show? Uh, Vampire Academy, yeah. So that was um, I was incredibly green. I was an incredibly green, uh, you know, TV film guy. You know, anything involving a camera. That was that was not too long after I came back um, from New York. Um, that was actually, I mean, that was a. Um, a fan series and they had to had to title it like the officially unofficial fan series. Um, it actually started out being a more of like a student project. Um, and I actually, I met a really, really uh, good friend of mine um, who I do a lot of projects with now through that. Um, and I got to, so, you know, I got to meet a lot of great people. Um, I didn't really go anywhere, you know, aside from being just, you know, on YouTube and being this, this sort of fan web series. Um, it had a huge following in Brazil for some reason. <laughs> oh, wow. I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I guess they were huge fans of like of the book series. And, um, but it's, um, uh, you know, truth be told, I, I think it's under, it's under some kind of fire for, um, so, you know, some kind of copyright things are, are being changed about it or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, so it may, you know, it may not exist anymore. But, um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was a really cool um, experience to, to get to work with some people who knew what they're doing and, um, you know, sort of adapting some works to, uh, to a little, to a little fan series. And uh, I mean, it was cool. It was, it was some great experience, honestly. Well, uh, it, it kind of stuck out to me because you, you just mentioned Gianni a bit ago and both, you know, he played Dimitri and you're Dimitri on that series. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah, fellow Dimitris, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, yeah. Like I said, it's um, you know, it was what it was, and I don't know. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm glad that they they had a finished product to work with and everything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can even still see it. So, well, one of your um, other credits. This is uh, interesting to me because I, I feel like a, a lot of actors get into like um, the true crime documentaries, and you were on uh, Homicide Hunter. Uh, in an episode where you played uh, Ted Klinscales. Um, I was, what yeah. Can you, yeah, what can you tell us about that experience and that, that story? Yeah, that was interesting. I, um, you know, and I can I can say a little bit about this later, um, but I actually, okay. I had uh, I had brain surgery um, in in May of 19, so last year. Oh um, and it, yeah, just physically put me out of the game for a little bit. And that was actually, I, I booked that right after I was able to, physically be myself again um so it was it was a little jarring um but it was crazy fun i mean um a set like that uh especially the director i mean they just um low it's a little bit of lower budget you know it's it's they've they've got um less moving parts than you would normally have on a you know on a big union set but um but it was crazy efficient and everybody just kind of knew what their role was and everybody was was there to work and everybody's really friendly um, and I was, you know, it just felt, it felt as efficient as a set as, you know, like Cobra Kai. Um, it, you know, there were, um, there were so many great parts about it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> and I, I play this guy who, um, you know, like I'm, I'm hanging out with, with a buddy in my apartment building. And then, you know, I have some neighbors who live downstairs who are good friends of mine. And then I hear some gunshots down there and then I run down, um, and I try to help them out and some guy steps out and puts a gun in my face and then I run away and then the police question me. Um, and then that's, that's all that my involvement was. But, um, but, but even, even just doing that, you know, it was, they made it incredibly fun to, to shoot. And I got to kind of, uh, reach back into my sort of, sort of my basket of like, you know, let's be scared and run around. Um, and that was great. I mean, that was, uh, that's always fun to, to kind of play with just sort of being like that. Well, you mentioned the brain surgery. Is that something you can touch on? I mean, yeah. I don't want to try into your personal life, but that's just no, kind, no, of, no. kind of something interesting. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I can give you the, the sort of a bridge version. Um, yeah. So, you know, early, early 2019 rolls around actually, uh, I think right around the time of the Super Bowl, and I started having some facial pain, some like really bad nerve pain in the front of my face, and um, took us a while to kind of figure out what was going on. But I had a um, it's, it's what what's called a vestibular schwannoma. It's kind of a it's a benign tumor that's on your uh, vestibular nerve. And um, Mark Ruffalo actually had the same exact thing, I think, in the same exact place um, early in his career. And it's a really uh, it can be a scary thing because it's you have the potential to lose, you know, control of half of your face and uh, it knocks out a bunch of your hearing if you get surgery to, to have it removed. And, um, you know, just kind of you, you forget how to walk for a few months or probably, yeah, probably about a month and a half, I guess, depending on if you, uh, if you get, you know, uh, some kind of therapy. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of, um, it's kind of like getting hit by a truck and you kind of have to come back from that. Um, so it was this benign tumor that I had sort of in the back of my head. And they said, well, you know, it's a little too big for radiation. So they had to go in manually. And um, if you go in like that, it sort of, you know, it knocks out your sense of balance. Like I said, for probably about a month and a half, depending on what, you know, how big it was and what they had to do. And um, it did actually knock out the right side of my hearing. Um, but it's been really interesting uh, adjusting since then, because it's like I have to remind myself that <laughs> my right ear, you know, doesn't really hear anymore because um, you just the brain's amazing. You just kind of adjust so well after that. Um, and uh, yeah. And so I 
I wasn't walking around. I, you know, I couldn't drive. Um, I went, you know, I was at a rehab facility for about a week after my surgery just to kind of get back up my feet. Um, and then I, yeah, and then I went and did the homicide hunter. Oh, geez. Um, that was probably, probably about two and a half or three months right after the surgery. So I, um, and it's, there's actually, there's a shot in it where I guess, I think if you look, if you look close enough, you can actually see my scar, um, on the side of my head. Oh, no kidding. Um, I, I did yeah. watch that clip. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to know where to look and everything, but, but yeah, it's, and that was, that was really interesting just kind of going there and being able to get away and, and work and, um, that was, you know, they shot it in Knoxville, so I had to go down there, and they, you know, they got me a hotel room for a couple of nights, and it was, uh, it was just kind of, it was just pretty relaxing to be able to get away and do that, and and kind of reassuring to myself, hey, you can still do this, um, you know, after something that shocking, you know, you're, you know, you're still good to go via acting and and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a blessing that it that it worked out so well, but it just kind of it also gives me hope that. Uh, you know, that Mark Ruffalo experienced the same thing and he's, you know, he's the Hulk right now. So, uh, yeah. So it's like, you can do anything. It's, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, a lot of people, you know, bounce back, especially if you're on the younger side and that happens to you. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, since homicide, I don't, you know, I'm glad I got that because I've just kind of, uh, been able to be sort of on a roll since then. Um, or at least just kind of tell myself that I have momentum since then. Um, and so, you know, so that was actually a, a blessing in disguise. So, so, I mean, that's an incredible story. And let me throw this out before I forget. But you're telling me the story and you mentioned Mark Ruffalo. Um, I have your IMDb page up and there's an image of Mark Ruffalo to the right side for another article. <laughs> so that's <laughs> oh, pretty wow. pretty crazy. Hey, uh, man, we're brothers. Yeah, we're, is that right? We're, okay, we're maybe, maybe, maybe you could play the uh, uh, Hulk's brother. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, that'd be a dream, man. <laughs> so, Homicide Hunter, so it sounds like that was about the time of Dragon Con last year then. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, because, um, you know, I shot that in August. So that, you know, that would have been, you know, in September 1st-ish is, is usually when uh, Dragon Con is, yeah. That's right. It was, yeah. So I met you right after you shot Homicide Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's funny, because I, um, you know, talking about adjusting post surgery to all of that stuff, um, being a dragon con, you know, I, you know, I, I was I was good with walking and, and, you know, everything mobility and things like that. But I was still really, really adjusting to the hearing change. Um, and I was, <laughs> was at dragon con and I had, you know, I had my Spider-Man mask on and um, some there's like a large group of people coming into this room and uh, someone said, hey, Spidey. And I, I think I just looked in the total opposite direction of, of <laughs> what they of where the person called me, and then somebody else yells, "His spidey sense ain't working." And then, every, and then everybody laughs, and I'm just kind of like, "Well." And in the moment, I didn't think it was too funny, but it's hilarious thinking about it now. Um, <laughs> and the friends that I was with had no idea that it was happening, and so I kind of walked up to them and was like, "Hey, you know, everything's cool. I'm, I'm fine." Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, it, it's funny you joke about the spice sense because I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And uh, the, the funny thing is, if I remember correctly, in the pictures from the meetup, I believe I'm standing on your right side trying to talk to you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's like I, I wouldn't expect anyone to know. You know, I'm not going to go around advertising it or anything. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I, I think – also at that time, maybe I was a little bit stubborn and trying to make it work when I hadn't adjusted yet. Mm. Um, especially in like a, a crowded bar like that. Oh man, my, I just was unable to hear anyone. And what actually, what really, really sucks about it is that I, you know, crowded places like that, I had to sort of adjust to, um, hearing, but also sort of, uh, lip reading just a little bit lip reading. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, I'm not super proficient with it, but it, it really helps me. And, um, then Corona hits, and everyone's lips go away. Yeah, right. And, uh, so, so now yeah. I'm having to re-readjust um, to being in places like that. Because, you know, a, a waitress comes over to me nowadays and says something, you know, and sometimes I'm just kind of like, I, you know, I, I have to ask the table what she said. Cause <laughs> it just kind of sounds like, you know, a bunch of uh, mumbles thrown together. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but thankfully, you know, like I said, you know, it's, it's adjusting. Things are, things are getting really, really good. So... 
I mean, how, yeah. how incredible could that be if you can start reading lips through masks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, get, get some kind of real Spidey sense, yeah. Right. Oh, um, man. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we, uh, we can talk more about Cobra Kai. You, you, you mentioned you also read for, um, Cruise is, is what it sounds like. And so you, you, did you do a self tape? Uh, I know that's kind of the thing, um, in that region. Yeah. I, you know, so many things are self tape, especially now. I mean, every, you know, literally everything is self tape. Um, but, uh, yeah. So for that, it was, it was a lot of, I think I had, only did self tapes, yeah, for Cobra Kai for you know the few characters that they called me in for, um, and you know I guess just depending on you know if if the casting directors want to you know book you off of off straight off of tape or if they want to bring you in for some kind of session where they want to you know see you physically and see the chemistry and everything, um, they they actually just booked me off of tape for Broham, and uh, I think I did I think I sent them a couple. And they, and it was so, you know, everything was so conceptualized. That's why I'm, you know, I'm having trouble remembering like exactly what, you know, again, I didn't put together a lot of the context, but I also just kind of saw these character names that meant nothing to me. And um, so a lot of times, you know, titles when they're, when they're casting titles are ambiguous and, you know, they might get changed or uh, it might be some kind of fake title or something like that. So um, a lot of a lot of times, you know, auditions that you brush off might have been, you know, something really great um, or something that you shouldn't have brushed off. But yeah, um, I think yeah, and I think Rohim was like the last. I think I taped for a few, you know, sort of within the same month because um, they were they were casting for season one, sort of you know hardcore back to back. And I think Rohim, yeah, I think that was actually the last one that I that I taped for, and then. They, uh, I think, I think I sent them another tape, and then they they just booked me off of that, and um, so I kind of, uh, yeah. And then I, you know, I, I got this uh, opportunity, and I had no idea how great it was going to be um, getting that. But yeah, it was it was the the reading process was a lot of fun for that. It was it was you know some really fun dialogue, obviously. Right. I mean, I'm kind of guessing that I'm older than you, but <laughs> how familiar were were you with Karate Kid before landing Cobra Kai? No, I, I was, yeah. Um, I had seen the movie, you know, a few times growing up. Um, and then, you know, the last the last time I think that I'd watched the movie, I was, you know, at some point maybe in mid-high school. Um, so we're talking uh, like, you know, well over, a, well, you know, probably about a decade. I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to do the math now. Um, past the last time I saw it, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess probably between five and ten years since the last time I saw it, um, and so I'm a you know I'm and I'm trying to remember all this stuff. I'm assuming when I saw Cobra Kai for some reason I just didn't make the tie, and I don't know why. That seems so stupid to me. <laughs> if I if I in hindsight, yeah, thinking you know seeing that title and not thinking anything, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I I was very familiar with it. You know, I I loved uh, Ralph Macchio and you know stuff like My Cousin Benny and things like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I actually um, <laughs> yeah I have, a, I have a story about him. Um, if I you know if you want me to go into yeah, the yeah sort of the the story of the the shooting and everything. But, yes, please. Um, yeah, so I um, I had to get there because they you know they had to do hair and makeup and and fit me um because they hadn't done wardrobe stuff at all for me you know until the day of shooting and um which (laughs) that's another funny funny part of this um i for some reason and i went back and looked and there was something there was something in the um in the stage directions or um you know uh, or whatever you would call it here, where it's it mentioned you you know we're near a basketball court. There was nothing implying basketball at all until literally until I got to set. I had no idea that basketball would be incorporated in any way, and it had been years since I'd even touched a basketball. <laughs> and yeah, and so I got there. You know, I had to get there. It's something ridiculous, like five forty-five or something in the morning, and. Um, 
So I get there and I, I kind of had some trouble finding exactly where I needed to be. So it was kind of a little stressful that morning. And then I, I went straight to um, the fitting where, you know, I met with this wardrobe guy and he said, hey, you know, try this stuff on. And I looked at it. And it's also, this is Halloween morning of 2017. Oh, wow. Um, it was about 40 degrees outside <laughs> um, at that time. Yeah. And so he, and he hands me these like tiny shorts and this, you know, this tank top. And I am thinking in my head, wow, are they going to do like a um, exterior scene that's shot, you know, in a warehouse or something? It's made to look outside, but it's really inside. Um, and so I, you know, I put this on and I go, no, there's, this scene's not about basketball. I can't be wearing this. Maybe this is just some kind of um, thing that the wardrobe guy wanted to try before he gave me my jeans and, you know, and hoodie and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so then I go out wearing that stuff and he goes, yeah, that'll work. He goes, yeah, just go to hair and makeup. And I, and I just kind of thought, what in the world is going on? Um, that I, I guess, you know, the interesting factoid about me in that scene is that I had no idea that basketball was going to be involved at all. And so, I, you know, I get to set and they, they say something like, oh, yeah, so from the top of the scene, you're going to take a three, you know, an outside three-pointer. And then, you know, at the end of the scene, you're going to go back out and do the same thing. And, uh, you know, shot it yeah, upwards of 10 times, I don't know, and um, – you know, I took those shots. I made probably about fifty percent of what I put up, <laughs> uh, except for that sweet layup there at the at the top of the scene. That was, you know, I got that every time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so no, so I get there, I do wardrobe. Um, I, I have to go to hair and makeup, and you know, I'm already kind of um, thrown off a little bit because of not, you know, what, what the heck am I wearing? Um, and so I had to go in hair and makeup and there's somebody already in there, you know, at a chair, you know, getting their, I think their hair done. And then I, you know, I look down to the right and way at the end and there's a, the guy's waiting on me and he goes, hey, college guy. And I said, yeah, that's me. And then the person who was sitting in the chair in front of me goes, ah, yeah, man, yeah, as soon as he walked in, man, I knew that was a college guy. I knew it. That was a college guy. Man, it looks just like a college guy. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this, like, who just had five coffees at, you know, at, four, at 5.45 in the morning? And I look, and it's Ralph sitting there. Um, and he was, yeah, and he was just, like, exploding with energy. And I was like, wow, okay, that'll that'll wake you up uh, for several reasons, yeah. Um, so I, I got, uh, you know, I, I got my hair and makeup done you know, like five or six chairs away from him. So I'm just kind of, uh, and he was, you know, after that he was, I guess he was relatively quiet because, because my guy was asking me questions and stuff, but, um, so that'll kind of wake you up. And then, you know, on the way to set, um, you know, within, within like an hour after that, um, you know, I jump in this van and then, uh, and then Billy jumps in, you know, in the passenger seat right in front of me. And, um, he cranes his head back and he just, he talks to me the entire time to set, um, the entire way to set, uh, asking me questions about where I'm from, and uh, it turns out he, you know, knows somebody who used to live, you know, where I'm from, and um, had, you know, was just blowing up with all this energy. And what I love about that, in hindsight, um, you know, these, you know, obviously this is such a such a passionate, you know, this is a project they're so passionate about. Um, it was very clear to me that Billy Zabka on that set was not professional in, in the way that, you know, you would want to, you know, be serious and remember all your lines and all that stuff. He was professional in the way that, you you know, you understand that you have to feel comfortable and feel good and feel a sense of, uh, sense of camaraderie between everyone on set. Um, and he just, he really got me there because I was, you know, I was, I was kind of nervous going into this because, you know, when I, when I saw sort of the scope of what was happening, you know, it's, it's the character of uh, Johnny doing this. Um, and I had to sort of, I had to sort of tell off this, you know, literally Johnny, um, and then, you know, just kind of play it cool. And, and, you know, you have to have a certain sense of power or either disregarding power when you're doing that. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's funny, I was watching this, uh, I was watching it recently with someone and, uh, we were talking about how, you know, only, uh, only a couple episodes ago, I was, uh, or no, yeah, Johnny had fought off like, you know, what, six or seven guys at once. Yeah. Uh, when, when, you know, when Kyler and his buddies came around and, um, and then they said, you know, why didn't Johnny just kick your ass when he was, <laughs> uh, you just kind of tell him off and then he sort of, you know, walks away, you know, all sad and stuff. Um, but I, uh, what's interesting about that, um, the take, the take that we did for that, for that that particular take, I remember that take very well, because um, 
because in my head I was saying, oh, they're not going to use this. So <laughs> something, something about the energy of the dialogue just sort of in my head, it just kind of died right at the top. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, they're not going to use this. We have some great other takes. So my energy just kind of, I just kind of let my energy go. Uh, and I just became really relaxed in it. And I'm actually, that's probably why they use the take because up to that point, you know, if, if someone was a bully or if someone was just being a jerk, which so many jerks in this universe, and that's why I love it so much because everyone's just kind of let, you know, they, no one holds back and they just kind of do whatever and, and say, say what's on their, what's on their mind and everything. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that they use that take because I feel like, the take the choices that I was making, I was just kind of another version of Kyler or, you know, another version of, uh, kind of, you know, what Hawk becomes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that, that they used the take where it was sort of this side of me where I was just kind of like brushing him off. Like he's nothing because it sort of works in the arc of where he was. Um, you know, he's kind of giving up on opening the dojo at that point. Uh, cause no one se- seemingly no one wants to join um, and so I'm, I'm glad it kind of went, you know, in the direction of me just sort of brushing him off like he's nothing um, <clears throat> instead of me just kind of, you know, getting up in his face and being, you know, Kyler 2.0 and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it was great. And, and it was, you know, since it was Halloween, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if they would be doing anything on set or not. And there was one one crew guy. I can't remember what he was doing. Maybe he was a sound guy or something dressed as Teen Wolf. Because <laughs> I guess, you know, because, you know, obviously it's, you know, there's a lot of 80s nostalgia going on here. Um, but it was funny because he and, you know, every everyone's so nice. Everyone's in such a great mood. And, and the, the shoe was so was so efficient and just went by so fast because it was so fun. Um, so it's not like, every, you know, people were sticking the mud. I think they just kind of uh, were there to get, you know, to do the thing and then, and then go home. Um, but he was the only one who dressed up. <laughs> so. We, we've got this set full of, you know, guys shooting this show. And then there's like one werewolf sort of <laughs> sort of walking around between everybody. Um, and, it, you know, that that kind of helped me to loosen up as well. Um, but yeah. And then, oh, man, yeah, we 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 finished shooting that. Um, I don't know, man, like before before 11 a.m., maybe even before 10 a.m., if I'm remembering right. Um, <clears throat> but it was just kind of so early and I. Being so cold, I was the only one. If you watch that scene, I'm the only one without sleeves. Yeah, no, they made the choice. Yeah, if it, like look through the extras and everything. Everybody's got some kind of jacket or, or sweats or something on. Um, even the guy who's playing basketball with me, he's got like a full tracksuit on or something. <laughs> uh, and there I am, like you know, like at the beach or something. And uh, if you, you know, it, it, it cuts to. Um, it cuts from him, you know, on the LA streets and then, and then it cuts to him, you know, entering this, this park where the basketball court is. And, uh, from the top of that scene, actually, if you look really close, you can, you can see Johnny's breath. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, wow. Um, I think I, I, I gotta go back and, and look at that particular cut, you know, where, where it transitions again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, uh, clearly if, if you, if you kind of, if you knew where they were filming location wise, um, it was clear that like, oh, he was on the LA streets and then now he's in Atlanta where it's, you know, absolutely cold. Um, but, uh, but, you know, you know, maybe that sort of gave me a little extra push to kind of push through that and have, you know, I had to have energy to stay warm and I had a space heater that I was going by between the, between the takes and everything. So, you know, uh, so they were very accommodating, very great. It was just kind of, um, it was, it was an experience just, just seeing how, uh, how fluid everything was and how efficient, um, yeah, this was great. Yeah, maybe you were just too tall. They didn't have anything that fit you that was warm. <laughs> you know, maybe I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, jeez, but I uh, no, you know, and it, it sold it. I guess you know because there's there's this um, element of um, confidence that he's exuding that you know that I you know I I guess you know it makes sense. Um, via the character and you know if 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 in this universe if we are in LA and I'm you know outside shooting <clears throat> shooting and everything and I'm this sort of really cocky guy um, I guess it makes sense but 
Um, but yeah, I mean, but but John, even Johnny's got like this huge jacket on, or you know, whatever it is. It's it. I don't, you know, it doesn't look like huge or poofy, you know, in the final product. Uh, just kind of like he's got these sort of greenish sleeves on. Um, but it's yeah, I mean, he was like taking it off and stuff because he was getting too warm. <laughs> um, and so I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of like that Dumb and Dumber scene of, oh, yeah, sorry, you want these extra gloves? Sorry, <laughs> your hands look a little freezing there. Um, yeah, so, um, but it was, yeah, it was, man, that was a that was a wild ride. That was cool. Now, uh, that, that you were in episode three, Escalada. Um, that, that's, the, were you directed by Jen Salata in that episode or that scene? Well, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Um, which she, you know, there was a there was an assistant director that came over and told me a lot of stuff. But she, yeah, she came over between a couple of takes, um, you know, just talking about, you know, where where the marks are and and just kind of giving me little character notes and um, tweaking things here and there. Because like like I said, I, I did I did the take a few different ways, um, just because and that's you know that's. I, you know, I love, I love being able to sort of uh, be ambiguous with how you're doing your character or whatever, but that's kind of uh, the thing that still is a little jarring for me is if you're, if you send in an audition where you make a couple of different choices and then they book you, they don't really tell you what choice they liked. <laughs> you just kind of, um, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of a thing, unless you're on the set and you actually ask them specifically, Hey, you know, what is it? Um, but she, yeah, I mean, she, uh, she was pretty clear about it and, and little adjustments that I had to make. And, um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really nerve wracking once, once I was able to work with, you know, with everybody, with the creative team. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, it just made me really comfortable working with them. Was, um, John Joshua Hayden on, on set during that scene? No, I, you know, if, if they were, I, you know, I, I wasn't trying to, uh, like you know look around and and try to pick out faces and all that stuff i uh you know a little yeah a little bit nervous but also just kind of like in the process of losing that um with billy just talking to billy um and so i you know i was kind of i was kind of more so in the zone and you know i wasn't really trying to um you know sort of survey the the area or anything yeah, yeah. um but um yeah, so I, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, I think I, I think I sort of clung to to Billy in terms of like, you know, someone I was talking to and um, and trying to, you know, find out things about the scene and everything, and um, so you know, I, I, I wasn't really trying to um, seek out anybody. I would just kind of go back to Billy and be like, hey, you know, sh- how how are we doing this, and what what should we change here, and all that stuff, and um, and he just, yeah, he just, he just made it really, really accommodating and really fun and. Um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, geez. And also, you know, I, I'm, you know, through the whole thing, I'm trying to wake up, um, because, uh, and you know, I, that should be a lesson for actors, you know, just, just make sure that you are more than well rested and hydrated and all that stuff. Um, so just kind of, just trying to, trying to be on energy wise the entire time. Um, and I typically am just not at that time in the morning. Um, so so yeah, I just you know um, just kind of doing what I could, and the rest of the day just kind of you know collapsed. Yeah, I, I do like that scene a lot, um, and I, I think subtle uh, is you know it depends on the scene too. But you know you you kind of really do shame Johnny or Broham, college guy does, and you know yeah. in a few episodes later we find out you know where he got the headband from. So I I think knowing that and then going back and rewatching it, it even adds more to that. Um, do you, now you, you mentioned that there was like a few different takes. Now, were there any, uh, different lines or did, was it the same lines every single time? It was, uh, it was the same, same lines every time. Um, you know, and I was, I was a little more green at that time. And, uh, you know, I don't, if I changed anything between takes, it was probably very subtle. It was probably a couple of words, um, but, uh, you know, enough, you know, I, I, you know, I also, I wasn't too sure about what I should change and if I should throw in something that's, you know, not even there in the dialogue. Um, so I, you know, I kept it pretty much the same every time. It was just sort of a, <clears throat> a change in, uh, the choice of, you know, how, how active, you know, how, how actively jerky am I being, <laughs> um, 
or, you know, or, or do I try to hurt his pride? Like I said, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense if, you know, if I'm getting up in his face and, and trying to square up, Johnny can put me down very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so, so yeah, the, the sort of passivity and it's sort of the, the shame, um, just, you know, seemed to land really well. And, uh, the others, I guess, you know, for that reason, the others probably didn't make too much, too much sense, um, with me, you know, sort of squaring up and then him walking away tonally that, that wouldn't have, you know, in hindsight with the way they edited, it just wouldn't have really worked out. Um, but yeah, typically, uh, the, the, the dialogue was the same almost every time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. Well, if, uh, you know, as we get ready to wrap up, did, did you have any more to add to the Cobra Kai experience? Oh man, you know, I, um, it was, it was very exciting, you know, shooting it and then, um, with it coming to uh, YouTube red and then YouTube premium, um, it just sort of, you know, I, I am so ecstatic about it being, um, you know, it's number one still in, in America on on Netflix and I think several countries. Um, I just, I, I can't believe where it's at. You know, it's like I can't believe it, but I can because, you know, I've been telling people for a couple of years um, how great this show is. And, um, you know, it sort of re- reignited um, my love for for Karate Kid and appreciating what it, you know, what it was um, comparing it to a lot of other 80s movies and things like that. It just really, really stands the test of time uh, and just stays relevant, um, as as we can see from Cobra Kai. I mean... There are so many relevant themes that they have in there um, that's not – it's not like it's new. Uh, I feel like the energy of the original Karate Kid movie is there, um, and it's just – it's uh, – you know, I, I showed my parents just out of excitement of, you know, look how cool this is. Not even – you know, don't even look at my scene. Like, this is – watch that first episode. That first episode just just uh, wows me every single time, just how the um, the editing with the flashbacks and then how they had, you know, the scene where – Johnny's drunk and he goes to the high school and he is in the flashback, but in, in real time. Uh, and that was a really cool filming technique they used. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really, really glad that it's getting this exposure. Um, it's just well-deserved and, you know, a little late, but Hey, but you know, better late than never. Um, so I just, you know, I, I, uh, I just wish it the best and, and hope it goes for as many seasons that as it possibly can, you know, without sort of, um, killing itself but i but that creative team you know i there's no doubt that they're you know whatever they do with it whether it's just you know just two more seasons or five more or whatever i feel like it's it's going to land so very well um you know i just i just hope that as many people watch this as as possible and um and yeah i just uh <clears throat> i just i just wish the best yeah also you know if they if they want to bring back broham you know it, it wouldn't hurt i guess yeah um but um and I've, you know, I've thought about that and it's like, it would have to, there would have to be a really specific reason, you know, maybe there's some kind of, uh, ambiguous group of, uh, jockey bullies or something that are there. And then, you know, Broham's a part of that or, you know, and if, if they did that, that would be, you know, amazing. And I would, I would just eat that up so much. Um, but it also, you know, I guess, I guess it's just kind of, um, makes sense if he doesn't. So, uh, you know, I'm up for whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, and then, you know, I, I love, uh, Cobra Kai Companion, I, I love that your page is starting to blow up now, too, because it's like we we're kind of the OG crowd, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, congrats with that. And I just I hope, hope that continues to blow up, man. Yeah, sure. Appreciate that. Uh, is there I, I know that you mentioned that there's not a whole lot of filming and, and things going on because of the, the situation. Is there right. anything that you can promote of yours that uh, listeners can maybe keep an eye on? I... Uh, post post Cobra Kai. Well, one of them was before. I was I was in a movie called Summer of Three where I had one scene, um, you know, about the length of Broham. Summer of Three is you know it's streaming on a lot of uh, on demand you know places. It's on Amazon and stuff. Um, I also shot a scene uh, in a show called Brockmire, which. Um, I think just finished actually. And it's, uh, I believe that's on Hulu, but it's, it might be on a couple of things that's on the I, IFC network. Um, so I did, you know, I did a scene for that. Uh, I'm also about to, in, in I think in two and a half weeks, um, I'm going to start shooting a pilot 
for a show that's still, I mean, it's still in conception um, and there's a lot, you know, there's still a lot, a lot of uh, hurdles have to go over. So, you know, I, I know nothing about um, release date or, you know, they're, they're going to try to shop it, uh, shop it out to see if anyone's interested in picking it up. And then, you know, who knows what happened after that? They might, you know, recast or reshoot or something like that. Um, but I actually, you know, I, I landed the lead in that. So uh, for about the second half of this month, I'm going to be doing that um, over in uh, sort of sort of East Georgia and you know, I I can update on the page or whatever if I if I find out more information. But uh, but I'm kind of going to be doing that and just sort of pouring all my energy into that for the next you know half month. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I got. And that concludes my conversation with Travis James. I want to thank him again for giving me the opportunity to. Oh, I don't want to say pick his brain, but uh, but I really did. No pun intended. And. Um, just really hearing his story and and uh, sharing his experience on on Cobra Kai, just kind of kind of crazy for you know the just the one scene that we we all saw in season one, episode three. Uh, just to, um, just hearing how how early he had to wake up and how he didn't even know that he was going to be playing uh, basketball and, and and the wardrobe and all that. That's very fascinating, and that's why we do these interviews is to hear you know the perspective of the actors and and what what they went through. So um, again, thanks, Travis, for um, for coming on the show here. So uh, one of the other things, and I don't want to kind of break the um, the rhythm of um, him kind of closing out the episode, but he did uh, mention uh, Brockmire, uh, which he uh, was on an episode of. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the um, I have um, I believe it's IFC show uh, starring Hank Azaria, and um, the episode he was on was in the season three, episode eight, uh, titled Opening Day. Uh, just in case you guys want to check that out and look for him. Um, so, yep, that's going to conclude this interview. Uh, if you want to uh, give us a follow, we're on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. Uh, we have many interviews, many of which is on our podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify or any other podcast uh, app of your choice. Uh, I'm slowly moving the interviews onto uh, YouTube as well. And we have a lot of exciting things on YouTube if you want to check out and subscribe to that channel. And if you want to show your support uh, of what we do, we do have a merch store. Uh, the link is in the show notes, but it is on Threadless. You can just look for Cobra Kai Companion. Uh, if you want to join our group, uh, Travis mentioned it uh, during our conversation, uh, you could just go to Facebook and type in Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with a K. We should populate uh, in the results there. Um, so, yep, that's going to do it. Thank you guys for your continued support, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.